comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. It's all connected. Everything. Where's Spider-Man? Should Spider-Man be here by now? Spider-Man is not here yet. It's uh, a little early in the timeline by about, I don't know, 70 years. Mm. But uh, um, he's coming. Speaking of Spider-Man, though, if, if Civil War, in fact, is going to be the movie he's in, they kind of need to cast that uh, role pretty quick unless it's going to be a simple tack-on cameo at the end. Yeah, I guess Civil War is getting ready to roll, right? Yeah, some, I've, as early as April, I think. Uh, Russ was saying earlier, April, I think. So yeah, um, Spider-Man is coming to the uh, the MCU, but I think that horse is about dead. We can stop. Uh, well, stop I thought he it. might possibly make it here tonight for it's all connected episode fifty, the big the big five zero, so big an episode that nobody showed up. That's right. We're here. We'll carry the torch. It's a John and Ken show, everyone. So don't expect too much. Keep the bar low and uh, do not have any fact-checking devices such as Google or (laughs) (laughs) Siri or anything else that can check on us. Uh, We're just going to roll with it. Yep. Snafu was the Agent Carter episode. Episode 7. Episode 7 of 8. Penultimate episode. The penultimate episode. Uh, we would probably like to get to some news first. I don't know that there was a ton. A couple casting announcements. I think mostly centered around um, AKA Jessica Jones. Yes, AKA Jessica Jones is probably about to get rolling as Daredevil is signed, sealed, and delivered, and we're getting ready for its release. Uh, Next up for Netflix, a.k.a. Jessica Jones, three new talents were announced just today. This is almost breaking news as we record on Friday evening, Thursday evening, Thursday Thursday evening. evening. We have, I will butcher everyone because I know none of these lovely people. Uh, Not a Power Rangers fan, are you? No. Ika Darville? Okay. Empire and the Originals are... His credits, Erin Moriarty from The Kings of Summer and True Detective, which I did watch, and I think I know who she played in True Detective, uh, and Will Travel, Travel. I thought you were going to say Farrell. No, <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> but this looks like a Will Travel from The Red Window and Primal. I know nothing of any of these things. No, they are relatively no. young actors, I would say. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think that um, uh, Eka Darvel was uh, was the Power Ranger I was talking about, but I only know that because uh, Victor on Facebook uh, clued us into that. Nice. Um, I'm sure Russ will be on next week to yell us for missing something about any of them. Yeah, and there's no announcement as to who their characters might be. Oh, no, that's not true. 
Moriarty's role is said to be a young girl named Hope. Who is an ally of Jessica Jones and uh, going to be a friend to all. Right. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that just seemed to be the big common phrase to uh, the casting of uh, Agent Carter. You know, um, so-and-so is going to be an ally of, uh, of uh, Agent Carter named Dottie Underwood. Yeah, ally. Yeah. This actually says uh, Hope will become a client of Alias Investigations. Okay. So I guess she will be, uh, you know, bringing them the case. Bringing her the case or a case. And um, that's about it for AKA Jessica Jones for now. Um, cool. There has been some filming, right? We've seen pictures of Jessica Jones walking down steps and things like that. I think we have uh, covered Dramat- that previously. Dramatic- dramatically? Yes. Very dramatically with wind machines and great lighting. Oh, they borrowed some of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s budget with the wind machines and the whole uh, emergence for the cocoon scene. It's amazing, actually, uh, how big the budget is for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I I was looking up, I don't know, there was an argument on the internet about whether Netflix could have a Hawkeye series and, like, what it would cost and everything. So I started looking up the budgets of... uh, you know, current television shows. Right. And uh, obviously Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is way up there. And, I mean, they, that makes sense. I mean, they have the backing and the... Sure, yeah. You know, the support. And, and what they're spending on these Netflix series now. I think Marco Polo was a big uh, original series for Netflix, one of the more recent ones. And uh, it had a budget of, like, 90 million bucks. Right. So that's pretty... I don't, I don't think we should count Netflix as television. Because it's really not <laughs> the same thing. Yeah, I guess. In terms of, you know, when Netflix does a eight-episode, one-hour series, it's not the same as, you know, a miniseries on ABC. But what are you saying, though? It has less of a budget because of that or more? No, I think more. I think, oh, okay. I think with the subscriber base and what Netflix is going for, I think they're they're spending more money on on their content. So we should have a higher a higher expectation. Yeah, you think? Yeah, yeah okay. and I mean that Marco Polo thing. I, I don't know if you've oh, seen yeah. it, but it's no. shot like a. I mean, it's shot as well as you know Gladiator or any swords and sandals epic you know that you can get in the movies. Right, right. Which is great. More reason to not go to the movies. Yeah, they're gonna hey, have to I'm- figure that out. I'm perfectly happy with uh, all the content we're getting in the various scenes, things. Uh, we, and we're not not Marvel-related, but it's Netflix-related. We're about a week away from uh, Season 3 of House of Cards. Nice. Unless you uh, caught up with the early release two weeks ago, a week ago or so. Did you catch that? Did you see what that happened? No. What so, happened? Some, someone clicked the wrong button. I guess they were, like, queuing everything up for House of Cards, and they must have clicked the wrong button, and Season 3 showed up for about an hour or two. People are actually watching some of it. They're like, hey, it's on right now. They gave it to us early. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> uh, I could see that being done on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, episode seven, Snafu. Maybe we could backtrack quickly to episode six since I wasn't here. Yeah. Um, I, I liked it quite a bit. I loved the tension of the sniper scenes and Dottie and the dentist uh, was creepy. And I, I really think Dottie is probably one of the best things that's happened to this show. 
Well, I definitely agree that she and that whole concept of the the training camp and the girls is the most interesting to me, mainly because outside of Peggy Carter and her Captain America connection, um, it's it's probably the biggest surprise as far as uh, a connection to the greater MCU, um, which is what I'm into this whole series for. It's it's all the continuity building and the world building that they're doing. So I thought that was that was great to see the uh, a little history of the Black Widows. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think, you know, I think we hoped for a, li- a little more of that when the show started. And, you know, it was like, oh, uh, Sousa's leg, what's the deal? Like, it was going to be a mystery. You know nah, what I mean? It's, like, it's just, it's just a bad leg. <laughs> and it, it's right. And it's all kind of been that way. Like, it, it hasn't been a mystery type show. It's kind of just been it is what it is type of thing. So it was yeah. nice to get these little twists thrown in now that maybe, yep. you know, we weren't expecting. Yeah, because there's not a lot you can do in eight episodes. You can't really plant uh, a too many of those little mysteries uh, and expect to be able to pay them off in, in eight episodes. Um, but, to, but to give a twist now and then, like adding in a Dottie and adding in um, the, the dentist or the, the, the psychiatrist doctor from, uh, from Germany or uh, Russia, that kind of stuff is, uh, is where you're going to get your, uh, your suspense from. Yeah, and I know that it's billed as, you know, a miniseries. Um, and, you know, there's, like, all sorts of campaigns going on now to renew Agent Carter. Like, I don't even know if that's their intention. I, I mean, I assume that if it does well enough, then, of course, they would try to do it again. Right. But I don't know, you know, if that's what they were thinking. It seems odd that they would use these eight episodes to just tell this story of clearing Howard Stark. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. almost like changing gears now and the show's over. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think I think it was a um it was a little bit of both. I mean, they wanted to have a complete story in this one season, but at the same time leave it open so that you like say if it does do well, there's there's always a possibility of a season 2. And I think it's done well enough that we should definitely get a season 2, even if it's the same 8 episode format stuck between the break uh between two halves of shield. Yeah, you know, I, but I don't know how, what we're actually going to get. But I think we'll end up being satisfied. And I said last week that, um, you know, if this didn't end with uh, the formation of Shield or something like that, I would be disappointed. But I got to tell you, after this this week's episode, a lot of my frustrations have been s- satisfied. It was a great episode, my favorite to date. Really looking forward to the finale and see how they wrap it up. And I mean, you know what? We go out of order anyway, so I guess it doesn't matter. But so Peggy is now accepted, more or less. Or you know, Dooley had given her the okay at the end, and kind of the nod and wink to everybody that she's been right all along, and yep. she's going to take care of things. If they would have started the show with Peggy being thrust in charge of this group because of her heroics in World War Two, they still could have had the men are jerks and resentful of her going on the whole yep. series. Yeah. But she would have been the head, you know, the lead dog. Right. But instead, you know, we had seven episodes of frustration, like you said, and now she's finally going to be the Peggy Carter that we know, and the show's going to be over. Yeah, and and she had a moment uh, during interrogation when they asked, like, you know, you know, you have to believe you did this. How could we not know? And she just laid into them. Right. And she vented every little bit of frustration that we were feeling. And and I'm 
really think that that was the intention. I was supposed to be that frustrated with it, and that's what they, the writers meant to get across to us, to, to feel that frustration for her, so that when she did let it out, it was like I was letting it out as well, and I, I was like cheering her on, saying, you know, because you know you treat me as nothing but a secretary or a, receptor, uh, or, or a waitress, or however she put it, and they all just stood there and you know, still tried to make themselves feel better. It's like, you know, expect us to cry about this now or something. Like, it, But at the end, you know, especially with Sousa and Thompson, they caught on early. Thompson was the first one on her side because he, he saw her in action. And, and as we said in a previous episode, he already had a different level of respect for her. But he, he wasn't all the way there, but he still had a different level of knowledge of her capabilities and respect for her that he was still holding on to during the interrogation. Uh, Sousa was right behind, and uh, they were the first two to get on board when she finally you know, came clean, because everything did ring true. The only reason I think Chief didn't get on board that as early as Sousa did was because he was under the influence of the doctor. Right, and he, I totally agree with what you're saying. He was the final piece. You know, even Sousa, he started off really having more respect for her than everybody else, and then it's kind of wavered a little bit as he, suspe- as he suspected that she was in on it. But, you know, he, she always kind of had him in her corner. Like you said, Thompson came around after in that one episode where, you know, he told her the truth about everything. And Dooley's kind of been like the final piece of the right. puzzle, which, you know, he did right before he uh, jumped out of a building. Yeah, and like you said, Dooley already was already working down the path of, you know, okay, maybe Howard Stark's innocent. What's going on? That I got to find, you know, let's forget about Howard Stark for a moment. Let me find out what, what the truth is. Because um, they all were clouded by the the Howard Stark is public enemy number one, they weren't after the truth; they were after Howard Stark. So Dewey was already on that path um, before the Doctor got his hooks in him. Right. So about that Doctor. Yeah. Uh, right in the beginning of the flashback, I'm I'm sure uh, many people saw it. Um, I know Russ missed it the first time around, so I just want to mention. The beginning of the flashback as the show opens, he's reading The Tragic Life of Dr. Faustus. Really? Yes, which uh, is a real play written by Christopher Marlowe. And as many of you uh, know out there, Dr. Faustus is a pretty big Captain America character, villain, uh, who happens to be a mind-controlling psychiatrist. Is he Russian? He's from Vienna, Austria. Okay. Okay. And in the comic, his real name, he took Dr. Faustus, you know, after the play as his right. alias. Uh, his real name in the comic is Johan uh, Fenhoff. So maybe the reason they didn't use Johan Fenhoff was to make the whole thing Russian. Maybe, yeah, that's possible. But if that's what they're doing, that's a great, a great uh, connection. That great thing, they, uh, link they made up with the, uh, the bigger of the Marvel Universe, the, the uh, comic universe. Yeah, definitely. I missed it. I missed it. I was, I was uh, unfortunately uh, a little tired Tuesday night, so I was watching it, you know, uh, on a smaller TV, and uh, that little detail I, I, I missed. And, and this would be cool, you know, again, if he exists in the 40s, uh, we're not going to see him, you know, he wouldn't fit in with Captain America movies and, and what's going on otherwise in the cinematic universe. But, again, if there is a season two Agent Carter – if the doctor survives next week, <laughs> you know, perhaps he could be a villain for season two. Right. And flesh out the Faustus character a little further. That's really, that's, that was a good catch. I'm, that's, I'm glad you, caught, you saw that. If he made it, 
you know, if he escapes and somehow continues the Faustus lore, like maybe the end of the episode, he's boarding a plane or a boat and his passport or paperwork, or he tells somebody that his name is, you know, Johan Faustus. Faustus or whatever, yeah. That would just be awesome. You know, that would be like a true Marvel MCU move and yep. lead you right in for next season if there is one. Good catch. That'll be fun to watch to see what happens. Otherwise, I really enjoyed how they portrayed all of that, be it the uh, mind control or the, uh, I guess, illusion, I'll call it, with the, uh, with the soldier who was having his leg amputated. Um, it was a great way to set up so that when we got back with Dooley and he did the same thing with Dooley and his family, you know, you knew immediately what it was he was doing, why and how he was doing it. Uh, started to make him trust him or be more comfortable in his own little, in his, excuse me, own little world. And then at the end, when uh, they showed Dooley going to his his uh, family's home, at first, at first I thought, oh, well, it's 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 odd they did this route. But then I'm looking at it, and just the way it was lit; it was still had that very soft lighting to it. I'm like, ah, he's still in a in an illusion, still in in, in his head. And yeah. of course, that's good. Of course, that's exactly exactly what he was. But it's like he was waking up; he was still inside the the the, the dream, the illusion. But he was starting to wake up, and he's like, yeah, I let this guy go, but I don't even care. So that when he woke up, he was he was fully released. But by then, it was too late. He couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, it was definitely effective, you know, as a as an effect that didn't take them a lot of work, but you knew exactly what was going on. Yep, which is really cool. Um, what else do I want to say? Um, more about Dottie. Uh, <laughs> stair jumping down flights of steps is awesome. Yep. yep. I mean, consistent with what we know of of. I mean, I don't want to say Black Widow per se, because she's you know obviously not our Black Widow. But if that's what they're doing to set up this lineage of a of a Black Widow program of training training girls to be assassins, you know, it, it fits. And that's definitely uh, all her fighting style is. It's, since the very first time she revealed herself to us, was in line with what we've seen um, Scarlett Johansson do. Now, along those lines, last week, which I have not caught up on yet. Uh, did you guys discuss how she lands from dropping down? Not specifically, no, but yes, it's a very similar pose. Yeah, she does the female superhero pose yeah. <laughs> when she yeah. hits the ground, which yeah. uh definitely common with Black Widow, and I know I've seen it like other places, but uh, yep. I'm not going to try to figure that out. No, Mocking, Mockingbird with the whole hair flip and the Yes, and Mockingbird, it. definitely, yeah. What about the uh, the vest that they used? Um it was he called uh, Jarvis said it was an armor. So I was like, we've got a history of Stark building armor, huh? Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. I thought it was also interesting that Jarvis knew all about that, but knew nothing about um, number seventeen. Number seventeen, which which could be one of two things. I mean, I the all the ones that we've seen so far, he uh, Jarvis ha- he saw the item itself. He may simply not know it by its 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 index number or whatever. But you know, if he sees the if he saw the item, you know, you show him a canister with the valve on it, he might say, "Oh yeah, that's the thing that makes people you know kill each other." Right. I mean, it also it brings a little bit of mystery to Stark himself. Like, is he keeping yeah. things from Jarvis as well? Does he have side projects or maybe things that he sells on the side? You know, it gives you a little yeah. doubt of what Stark is really up to. The only doubt I have is while Stark said, you know, I, I can't control what I invent, only who I sell it to. I, I, I can, I'll give him that he can't control what he thinks of, but he sure as heck can control what he actually builds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, unless he just has to build it to see what it does, you know. 
So, but if he makes a chemical that's going to cause everybody to die to kill each other, then okay. The uh, and speaking of the item seventeen, sort of interesting, totally coincidental, just a point anyway. I just saw the Kingsman movie, and this is pretty much exactly Samuel L. Jackson's plan. The uh, the gas. Yeah, it's not a gas, it's a chip, but he tests it on a church, and all the people in the church kill each other. It's a chip. Uh, yeah, it's a chip that he activates through their uh, cell phones, you know. Oh, uh, okay, so like a frequency hits their brain, and they go, yeah. you know, yeah. nuts. Okay. Same idea, uh, no baby carriage. But that was cool and creepy, and her <laughs> bringing the fake baby into the movie theater and stuff, I thought that was good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that was a nice touch, um... Yeah, just the way the whole thing started to come together at the end between uh, Carter seeing the uh, the Morse code to the yeah. team going across the street and the doctor seeing it. Thompson giving Sousa a lot more credit, you know, even the way he said, you know, you know, shoot the kill. He's like, no, don't worry, I can shoot. He's like, no, that's not what I mean. I know what these – I've seen what a little what little one can do. I don't want to see what the big one can do. Right. Um, and uh, Sousa still wasn't – I mean, even I, don't, I think he had the intention to shoot her. He just wasn't fast enough. She was right, right on him and got, that, got rid of that gun. But yeah, it was uh, uh, all that. I thought I just really enjoyed. Move quick, got us going. But yeah, just a lot happened in this episode to really get us running to the end uh, and get ready for this, this last episode. What did you think? Uh, I just thoroughly enjoyed this little bit of comic relief when Jarvis showed up at the phone company to turn himself in, and the uh, operator is just there with her hand on a gun. Yes, w- waiting. Um, so I'm guessing that actually isn't just a front. It's a fully functioning op, you know, phone company, and there really are passion calls through, and here she is right there with, uh, you know, just hold the fort. And I guess they're all SSR agents or fronts or whatever because they all right. – no, no, It works better when you don't think about it too much. I know, I know. It's like who changes the tires in the Batmobile? I, 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 whatever. I but also yeah, like the uh, – speaking of comic relief, the uh, throwing the table through the window scene. Oh, you know, I posted something on Facebook because they, they posted that clip. And uh, off air, we always have a joke, like when we're getting ready to record, like we all hit the button or whatever, and it's like one, two, three, then go, like the callback to the uh, Lethal Weapon movies. Sure. But I, I posted it on there. It's like I really thought I was going to say, stop, do we go on three, or is it one, two, three, then go? But, yeah, that, that little bit was just a nice little bit of comic relief. We're still attached to the table. Indeed. Indeed. Of course, by then, Thompson knew what was up. He's like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Do you yeah. think we will get the uh, Agent Carter Dottie showdown? Oh, I I can't see how we won't. That would just be, you know, I think required at this point. Kind of like kind of like when we were fully expecting at the end of season one of Shield the uh, the Agent May and uh, Ward fight. Right. S- same thing. I mean, you got you got to see this fight. Somebody's got to go toe to toe with Dottie. I think she's the only one who's gonna be able to do it. Or at least the only one that's going to be satisfying to see. And I wonder if they... I mean, I know they've pretty much connected the dots, but I wonder if there'll be that definite, oh, she's part of the Black Widow program. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if we'll get that that close. Now, what I would like to see, but I'm not expecting because I don't see the the movies referencing the show as much, uh, if at all. I mean, I can see that obviously the show references the movies, but not the other way around. But if you had somebody in Avengers 2, you know, having to say something about, uh, you know, the secret program that trained her or whatever, I mean, that would be your callback I would expect to see. 
yeah, I mean, it looks like we're going to get some Black Widow backstory and flashbacks. So, I mean, it yeah. could be as simple as them showing her uh, handcuffed to her bed at night. Yeah, you know? maybe maybe we'd see something like that. And that's a good way. Maybe maybe this was or not maybe, but this could have been, like I said, the, the TV show references the movies writing this. They knew what's going to be in Avengers and say, hey, let's take that thread and let's grow that up into something else. And, and we got and get what we got with Dottie. You know, that that's certainly possible. Right. But again, that's one of the things I love about this. I love the little these little things that are tying back to each other, you know, building this bigger, bigger universe. You know, it's kind of a I don't want to say it's a light show, but it's lighter than other uh, Marvel entries. You know, the pace is pretty quick, and, you know, like we said, there's some comic relief, and they kind of keep a nice little jog going the whole time, and, you know, that's fine. I mean, it's uh, it's working. There just isn't as much to dig into, I don't think. Do you like Jarvis? Everybody likes Jarvis. Do you wish Jarvis was more of a hero type? I like Jarvis. Um, I like Jarvis for who he is, uh, being the butler. Um, he's he was a soldier, and he's demonstrated you know a degree of competency, but at the same time he's still more of the butler. I really thought in the first episode, episode or two when I saw him getting you know a little physical and getting some action that it was because he was perfectly competent and comfortable doing that, and he was playing up his his butler role. But it turns out I'm thinking he was just a butler role. One thing I was think I was thinking though. That ever since Dooley tried to use the wife as leverage, we haven't heard a word about her since then. It's like they spent so much time setting her up in the first two or three episodes. That's true. Just to pay off that interrogation, and then she's no longer she's gone. So I'm hoping that like at the end of next episode, we'll like just see him going home to her or something like that, just to remind us that hey, yeah, she's still out there. But kind of like the the Griffith, I was worried about that being this uh, this crutch that. Um, Served its purpose, and now that she's been blown, we didn't haven't heard another word of it. It's only been one episode of that, but still, you know, would she ever go be able to go back there? I don't know. And I wonder if Leviathan. I wonder if there's like an end game for Leviathan as well, because Hydra already exists clearly, right? Because Hydra's in World War Two, and this is it exists as post World Two, but it's. Um, to the general public, all but dismantled at this point. You know, the key players have been killed or captured. Uh, Whitehall, for example, would have already been captured. But the bigger Hydra threat might still be out there or is just is waiting for something to happen, meaning S.H.I.E.L.D. has to still get formed. They have to recruit the right people and get that seed going again. So it's certainly diminished, if not gone at this point yeah so i wonder i guess what i'm getting at is, is like i wonder if leviathan shows up next season on agents of shield oh that would that would be certainly cool to be able to uh to do that um when you think about what they're what they're doing they wanted to have what they say the technological um they want russia to be the technological force of the world or something like that and they whether we have to steal or invent so it's possible to see that. I'm thinking with you know, would they hook into the inhuman angle or not? I don't know. I'm curious to see where we're gonna go with with Shield. So that's a possibility, if not for the rest of this season, but for next season. Right. That we may come back to them. Just because, you know, like we've said, there's only one episode of 
Agent Carter left. So, you know, unless I think the they, door is certainly open for that to happen to be yeah. used, yeah, elsewhere. Unless they destroy all of Leviathan and kill uh, the Doctor next episode, you know, we would hope that they'd pop up again someday, somewhere. Yeah, or you know, keep Hydra the Agents of Shield bad guy, and then you can have uh, Leviathan for future installments of Agent Carter. But that's the kind of stuff I really want to see in a in an Agent Carter show. You know, the early days of Shield. I want to see the you know the seeds of Hydra growing. You know, a little bit of yeah. that. I mean, I th- the first six episodes kind of felt like before Hydra on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, you just didn't really quite know where it was going, or and then that change happened, and you were off and running. Off and running, yeah. And it's almost like we've been waiting for Peggy to be in charge, or some link to the greater Marvel U to happen. Yep. And so so you- on that, Agent Peggy Carter being in charge, so who's going to take point next week? Is it going to be Thompson, or is it going to be Carter? I think it's going to be Carter. I, th- I think I think Dooley all but gave her the command in that in that scene that you were talking about earlier. You know, talking to her, you're going to take him down. Promise me. Right. And, and I think Thompson is going to recognize that she's the one who knew what's going on the whole time, and he's going to defer to her. They they could give it one more. I'll take the lead, and then she ends up saving the day, and it ends I'll with say, I was going to say, it may take Thompson to set the example and to get the everybody else on board, but I think, I think that's a good possibility the way it's going to go. Did you think for any moment that uh, Dooley was going to, like, kill his wife or something and, and himself or – like, <laughs> I I thought that for half a second, and then you realized it was an ABC show by Disney. No, <laughs> no, less not so much that. But then when I noticed the lighting and how it was set and all that, I'm like, no, this this is still uh, a, a flashback thing. Whatever. It was interesting to me that the doctor, you know, decided to let him have sort of that peaceful ending. I guess it makes it it's better to keep him focused, right? To keep him in a happy place. I guess that's the idea. Yeah, yes, yeah, keep him more docile, keep him from uh realizing what was not what he was wearing until until that that happened. And finally it was the when they woke him up, he uh yeah. He realized it, but even so with once cuz once the doctor left his 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 sight and stopped talking, he um he would have start waking up from that from that uh you know, mind control, brainwash, whatever you want to call it. You know, because cause remember, the doctor constantly had to reaffirm the whole, you know, focus and, you know, really getting more in his ring to a little, whatever that resonating, the tone is his ring de- uh, generates. Sure. Um, you know, so once the doctor was gone and that influence was gone, he was going to slowly break free of that, and he had to make sure he stayed um, under control until the, uh, at least until the vest was engaged and they were long gone. We should have a list of all of the kooky Stark Inventions that yeah. have uh, popped yeah. up along the way. Yeah. So, um, anything else for the uh, for the episode itself? No, I mean it felt like part two of the previous week, which was fine. That's just the way it felt, and I'm sh- you know I, I guess we're kind of headed for part three, which is the final act. Yep. Looking forward to all of it. Hey, we got a comment on Facebook um, the other day. Jeff said something here uh, in response to our last episode. 
Could not agree with you less on Agent Carter. Whole family loves it. I was the only one who had any interest in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and it bored me. I try to go back and restart. Just can't get interested in the story. Like Coulson, but no interest in anyone else. We'll be very sorry to see if Carter does not come back. We love Arrow and Flash as well, but Carter is the highlight of the week. Um, cool, and I tell you, I, I'm enjoying it. I it just I'm much more into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I love the connections and all that, but I, I certainly love this episode. Everything... Uh, worked really well for me, and it, it definitely. Um, uh, I'm, I'm a, I mean, this episode I think saved the season for me and got me really thinking positively about it. And I'm so looking forward to next week's episode now. Yeah, I think the the last two are balanced a little more uh, successfully for me. I think I had mentioned that it got a little too silly at points previously, and I think these last two episodes really balanced it. Like, you, you had your comic relief, but you had some really tense stuff with, uh, again, I mentioned before, like the sniper scenes with Dottie, um, and a little bit, you know, the little more of the, like, intense violence that she brings, and the dentist, and the movie theater. You know, I think those darker parts help balance when... They're breaking a window with a table that they're connected to, you right. know, and the and the when Jarvis walks into the phone company, like I think the balance is important, and I think they've really been nailing it like the last two weeks. So I hope you know if the show continues, I hope the show does continue, uh, that it follows that sort of uh, setup. Right. Cool. Yeah. So next week's episode is entitled uh, "Valedictation" or "Valediction." So she'll get validated or vindicated or something or aided. Peggy faces the full fury of Leviathan as Howard Stark makes his return. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. So, yeah, we saw that in the previews. And um, Any predictions? Mad dash to the end. Um, lives will be saved. Um, people will die. Thompson will die. I'm going to put oh. that out there. Thompson dies. Very good. So sometimes it's tough, you know, these uh, prequel type shows or or movies or or whatever. Uh, they're kind of stuck. Like we know that Howard Stark was not known as a traitor, so he's yeah, yeah, he's, and that's was hard for me to, to get. We know Howard Stark was not a traitor. We know Howard Stark and Peggy Carter founded Shield. Um, we know Peggy Carter is alive in 2014. So guess what? She's not going to die. Um, Things like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I will say... I'm going to say Sousa dies, and he uses the leg for something to save somebody. I'm going to need that guy's leg. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) That would be a great callback. (laughs) If Howard Stark just said, I'm going to need that That guy's guy's leg. leg. (laughs) That would be cool. Any other social media things? Um, let's see. I think we talked about the key comments on there. Um, Jason, we were asking us, so I heard Agent Carter short takes place after the show. Um, if, yeah, I would have to. We've talked about that previously. Um, here's an interesting one. Mary says, with Dooley dead, the door is open to bring in Bradley Whitford character as the new head of the SSR. For those who may not remember, in that Agent Carter one-shot, Bradley Whitford is uh, basically the chief, the Dooley character, giving out the assignments. Um, 
still not giving Carter any respect. So, yeah, that would be cool if that happened that way. You know, even if it wasn't him. Uh, I'm beginning to see more and more, though, that the uh, the shorts um, isn't going to be exactly canon. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it, too much to me now doesn't jive with the shorts, especially with the fact that I can't see her getting the respect now going back to not getting respect the way that that episode was this is just this whole whole series has been extended version of that yeah uh i look at it as like test footage yeah 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 that's um, good you know like the deadpool cgi thing we saw that ultimately got the movie made um i'm not counting any of that you know as something yeah. that happened it's just uh yeah. it might be part of the movie or it might not right Right. I mean, until now, we've always considered those one sh- one shots as being canon. Then that could also mean that the uh, um, "Hail to the King" with uh, uh, what's his name, the Mandarin, Trevor, Trevor, yes. Trevor Slattery, <laughs> um, may or may not be true or real or canon or whatever. So that was that one was so much fun though. And early on, they were you know at the time it was so far removed. Like though there was an Agent Carter. Uh, short. We never expected there to be any other Agent Carter sightings besides in a flashback in a Captain America movie, maybe. You know what? I think that one shot at the end of the day was just a backdoor little pilot for this for this show. Right. Hey, I'm going to show you that it can work. And they got such a great response from it, they moved on to, to this show. And they just had to find the right way to do it. And when we heard, uh, you know, if you go back and listen to the early shield podcast episodes pre episode one where, you know, we just found out that they were making a shield show. And so we started putting things out on the feed. Uh, you know, we wondered, would we see the people that were in that first short? Um, and you're going to tell me the name of it, Ken. Oh yeah. Item, item 47, item 47. Yeah, well, Titus Welliver was uh, was in that short, if you remember, at the very end, along with um, Maximilian, yes, her. Maximilian, uh, Maximilian <laughs> Hernandez, right? Yep, and I like her a lot that I can't think Lizzie of. Lizzie Kaplan. Lizzie Kaplan, yes. So we wondered if we would see any of them, you know, on the S.H.I.E.L.D. show, hoping that that was canon. Which we have not. No. But that doesn't mean it's not. It could just mean that they're actually Hydra agents. <laughs> maybe again awesome if hydra shows up with one of those chitari weapons uh, yeah well they have their own their own and quinjets all they have to do is call it item 47 and it's all connected hashtag it's all connected that's right <laughs> that's absolutely correct so i have nothing else for right now do you have anything you want to throw out there no um i and- hope by this time next <laughs> Next show, we have Spider-Man. <laughs> we have Spider-Man. Hopefully we have Russ, because uh, I don't know about you, but I don't have any phone numbers in front of me. Well, Russ. this is our new... This is a good time to talk about this. We're just going to put all of the info in our show articles from now on. So go. we don't have to bore the listeners with uh, information, uh, the same information repeating every week. So on com. You know, right up front, because it will be a recent episode, you can find the latest It's All Connected episode and the phone number and the Twitter and the Facebook and the subscribe button, and everything will be right in the article for you. All right. So give us a call anytime. We'd like to play voicemails. Uh, If you left a voicemail for today, we wouldn't be able to play it because Russ isn't here. But usually we can. 
And, you know, we like emails and, uh, and comments we, on our social media. And as we did on Facebook today, we do, uh, we do read those comments. So we uh, look forward to hearing from you. Yes. And thanks to everybody who's posted on Facebook, who've uh, you know, retweeted us, and um, who's left us iTunes reviews. We've been, uh, we've been climbing the charts steadily, it seems, over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, we definitely have uh, some momentum, which is cool, and uh, we like to thank you know everybody, the listeners and our friends at Reddit and and our Twitter and Facebook, as you mentioned, Ken, because those are that's where it comes from, you know, spreading the word, the retweets, the links, and the follows and hashtags and all and that great stuff. That. Yeah, that's where it all comes from. Fifty episodes, another uh, another fifty in the books. That's on right. the HHWLOD Podcast Network. See you next week. Good night, guys.